Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Ruggen from Neo Technology and here I am again doing another recording for our podcast on Neo4j and Graph Databases. It's another remote session uh, over Skype with um, someone that most of you probably don't know yet, but you should, and that's uh, Andres Taylor from our uh, dev team. Hi Andres. Hi Rick. Hey. Good to have you on the podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know this yet, Andres is one of the uh, uh, leading developers on the Neo4j development team. And uh, I can probably call you the inventor of Cypher, right, Andres? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. So would you mind introducing yourself a little bit, uh, Andres? Sure. Uh, so like I said, I'm, um, I'm working in the dev team. I'm working on... Cypher, the um, execution engine, that the, the uh, thing that takes a Cypher query and, and actually runs it. Um, I'm also the uh, head of the Cypher language group, which is working with the, the, the language part, the, the user-facing side, uh, the semantics of the language more than the implementation of the language. All right. How long have you been with Neo, Andres? Um, this is my... Uh, four and a half years. Wow, well, it's, uh, you're a veteran. <laughs> it, <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And you're based in Malmo, Sweden. Um, the, you know, could you tell me a little bit about, you know, where, what do you, what attracted you to graph databases, and, you know, what do you love about it? What do you love about Cypher as well? You know, that's also also really a cool thing for our listeners, I think. I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, so I, before I joined Neo, I, I had two things that I had done a lot, which were either um, agile consulting or databases. Okay. Um, and I spent a lot of time working as a DBA, performance tuning people's uh, databases. You mean a SQL DBA then? SQL database administrator, ex uh, especially on Microsoft SQL Server. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would go in and help people with their queries and make them fast. Um, and when I started working with Neo4j, I, I was blown away by the uh, the data structures, the access paths that you could take through your data. It, it opened up ways of looking and, and working with the data that a SQL database just couldn't give you. Okay, this was an early version of Neo at the time, yeah? I think I joined, uh, so my the first commit that was included in a Neo4j release was 1.2, I think. Oh, wow. So, so, so the access path, you know, you, you, you mean, you know, the power of the queries, right? Is that, is that what I'm, what I'm sort of hearing? Well, not really. So, okay. <laughs> it, it, that was, that was the problem that, um, when I started looking at Neo4j and working with Neo4j, it was very, very quick. It was, uh, super easy to write really performant queries, okay. but the queries needed a lot of handholding. You had to do a lot of the work that, for someone coming from a SQL background, the planner does for you. Ah, okay. <clears throat> that was so the imperative you... approach to queries. Is that is that right? Exactly. Ah, the okay. the traversal 
framework that was the the main use of querying databases before Cypher um, is something that that it's very imperative in nature. You describe where to start, you describe which paths to go through and where you want to end up and when to do filtering, stuff like that. You have to make an explicit decision around. Um, and so that's that's where I started. I, I thought it was awesome in, in performance power, but it was kind of difficult to work with and especially when you came back to the code, the traversal code after you've written it. You kind of couldn't hold it in your head while you were writing it, but then coming back to it, it was really uh, difficult to understand what you were thinking at the time. So I feel the birth of a declarative query language coming up here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how, how did that come about? Tell us about that. Uh, Cypher was the third attempt I did at, at, at a query language. Um, so first I started by doing a DSL in, in Java to, to try to express your queries in a, a little bit higher level than what the traversal framework gave you. Okay. Um, but that was super difficult and not, not pretty at all. And then I did a JavaScript wrapper around the API, so you could you could get a REPL. You could go in and and, and uh, try your queries live without having to write a little uh, program. Okay. And I added a little bit of sugar around the Graph Database API, but still it was not very useful. And and then we we started sending a text file around with uh, examples of how how do you wish you could express your queries. Mm -hmm. I know it was a, a, me and Matthias were working with, there was a couple of people in the office, no one really took it seriously because um, none of the clients were using it or were interested in it and, and it was difficult to get any, um, any interest from higher-ups in, in the organization. It okay. was not something we were selling at the time. And I, I, I seem to remember that there was something with Scala as well. Right. So, uh, because it wasn't a super important project from the manage from from the organization, um, it was something that we spent. Uh, I, I spent the uh, the uh, twenty percent time that we'd got and yeah. and weekends and uh, evenings <laughs> working on this stuff. And if I'm working evenings, I'm not working in Java. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> so I looked around. I, I I was looking for something better than Java. I, I, I worked in Clojure, but Clojure was very um, far remote, far away from Java. So, um, mm -hmm. well, Scala it was. Okay. And so you wrote, or and, and still write, the uh, um, um, cipher part of Neo4j in in Scala, right? Yes. Okay. All the uh, compiling of a query uh, is done in, in Scala. Super. Very cool. Okay, so um, that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the future, Andres? You know, where where is um, where is uh, you know your part of Neo4j and where is Cipher going? Uh, would you mind uh, you know sharing a little bit of a light? On that, 
Sure. Um, so, I the the language changed a lot in the first few versions, mm -hmm. uh, and since the 2.0 release, it's stabilized quite a lot. Um, we have not added a lot of constructs to the language. We haven't added many new functions or features to it. Um, and instead, we've been uh, focusing on making what we have run as quickly as possible. Yes. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how pretty a language you have. If it runs slowly, no one's going to use it. Exactly. Yep. Um, so that's what we spent big parts most of 2014 working on. Um, and uh, that should be visible in the 2.2 release coming up now. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> in the immediate future, we have more of that. Um, there's more performance stuff that we want to do. We want to look at, um, hopefully, we want to get to a generating. Um, code for execution plans and compiling it mm -hmm. that should give a nice uh, performance boost okay um, is that a little bit like a store procedure type thing or, or am I reading that wrong um, no so the uh, the product of the compiling is something that you can run mm -hmm. and when you run code you can either run it in an interpreted mode mm-hmm or a compiled mode. You've heard those terms before. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what we have today is an interpreted version of Cypher. We build up a tree structure and we execute that tree structure. And uh, we need to interpret it every time we, we uh, come across it. What we want to do instead is to actually generate Java code, which we dynamically compile and load and execute. interesting okay so that should give us a big boost in performance any other you know big things that are coming up in the future you think um so th that's a that's from the implementation perspective that's something that we've spent quite a bit of time on yeah. um we're we're i mean we're we're interested in in um, in how to distribute this and in, in, into running more either servers or threads on it so yeah. um for for long running queries, not for the uh, the short lived ones that just take a couple of milliseconds. They, there's no no not much point in distributing it. No, no, no. But things like page rank and between this calculations, those types of things you're you're talking about, right? Exactly, and uh, analytical uh, queries. Yes. Um, so that's something that we've talked about, thought of. Um, And then in the um, on the other side of things is we want to add more indexes. We have um, we want to add text searching. We want to do stuff around dates. Uh, we want there's a lot of features that I mean we've we've spent um, a lot of time making the engine run smoothly. Yep. And now I think it's time to start adding um, new bells and whistles to the language as well. Super. Cool. Hey, Andres, uh, I, I, there's so many things we could talk about. Uh, I, I, I do want to keep these podcasts a little short and snappy. So, um, you know, any any other final remarks that you want to want to give our listeners, or, or should we keep it at this? What? Yeah.
What do you think? Um, no, I that's no, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> Very cool. Well, any in any case, I, I really thank you so much for uh, for coming online and and, and doing this uh, little recording with me. It's uh, super nice. And uh, thank you for having me, Rick. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And um, yeah, I look forward to all the all the wonderful things that you guys are working on. It's uh, it's made a big um, boost in uh, in, in two dot two, and I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, uh, even better in the future thank you thanks a lot thank you rick okay have a nice day bye bye bye